Yeah, and we're back with an episode of the Good Vibe Tribe podcast, hashtag GVT. Hosted by myself, Kieran Frantic, alongside the amazing Realign. Say hello to the people then. Hey gang, thank you for tuning in again. And today we've got a special guest, a close friend of mine, a Broomtown legend, entrepreneur, pioneer, goes by the name of RT Artica. So yo, yo, people. yo. How you well, feeling? Man, I'm How you good, feeling? you know, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Good yeah. to have you here, bro. Good to yeah, have man. you here, Thank man. Thank you for getting, um, inviting me in it. Man, it's time's overdue. Yeah, definitely. Very, very happy to have you here. Um, before we do start, friend, if you could go to set the vibe. Okay, you want me to set the vibe today, yeah? Yes. All right. Fire. Yeah, man. So um, today, uh, episode with RT, we're going to talk about your journey uh, to Rastafarianism mm. and how it's impacted um, your life, your day to day. And we're going to talk about social norms and stereotypes associated with Rastafarianism as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. And you know, this comes from, so obviously I've known you for a long time. Um, pff, rotted. How many years do you reckon it's been now, Dredd? Maybe like, long time, long, man. Long, long man. 50, or 50, or I don't know. 15, maybe. maybe. 14, 15 Literally, years, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both like 30 now, so yeah, yeah, 15 years. And like, when I first seen RT, met RT, known RT, his sweet boy RT, hair shaven, group was called Partners in Crime. Crime, right? yo, big up LCB, big up LCB man, big up Partners in Crime, man. Partners in Crime, um, MC, Grime, um, always had flavour, always had swagger, I give you that. Um, but you're growing into somebody who is stand, seems to stand for a lot more, who has a stronger moral compass, who is more sure of themselves, who's able to put that influence into the people around him in the community. Mm-hmm. So how did you make this, how did this journey come about? How did you go from being liquid Josh, if you want to call it? That's so here? mad, you know, and you know what's mad? Like, I kind of really get that. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? I I, I, told, I told you over is that, that, that concept, you get me of being like little Josh, yeah, you yeah, get what 100%. I'm saying? And, and then being like the, the man I am today, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's a, such a broad question that is to, to okay then. so let's let's talk about it. so let's talk about maybe where you was before rastafarianism really became a pivotal part in your life and what it was that made you kind of journey into it yeah let's go let's go for that transitional period um i'd say rastafari um has always been a part of my life in the sense of um even if it wasn't spiritually, culturally within my household, I, I grew up, um, my dad's second generation Jamaican, my mum's Bayesian. So we, I grew up in a Caribbean household. My grandma's first generation. I grew up with my grandma um, as, a, a, as a as a you who, you know what I mean? And they're like that old generation, that old like Westmoreland, you know what I mean? Originals that came over here like back in the day. So my upbringing was, my upbringing was very Caribbean, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Especially yeah. like in, 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 in a British household. Yeah, and yeah. It, it really stood out because of where I lived as well, because I didn't necessarily grow up in a, in a majorly Caribbean area either. Mm-hmm. So I always felt that difference and felt that, that polarity between 100%. my household and outside my house. Um, but music always being a center point of my, my, what my family do and who we, how we identify. So I just grew up listening to a lot of like, music a lot of message music do you yeah. know what i mean and and um i love that message music yeah 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 like that was like anybody who grew up like me will know sunday you wake up you smell food yeah. you hear music you get up yeah. you have stuff to do yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and that's just the liberty which, we need to like, bring that vibe back now that it's gone but we need to install that vibe man because totally. it's pivotal in, in this part of your journey yeah yeah it? massively i mean it's, it's about foundation I, I think um 
yeah, my grandma being a first-generation Jamaican and being very proud of that, um, one of the, the main things that I think affected me as a youth was being able to travel to the Caribbean often. Yeah. Like, we had really strong links to Jamaica and Barbados. Okay, so, so you used to go holiday regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular. So it's like every year or what, what? Yeah, yeah. Not even just holiday, like, to be around family, course, to, yeah. Yeah, to work. I'd even been still have to do... I'd, my mum would take me out of school and I'd still have to okay. go and engage in school over there and sick, sick. stuff like that. Like, um, and just being the normalising where we was from do you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and I, I found like a lot of my my peers who, who even had the same kind of background of me never really got the opportunity to do that definitely if I can come in for a yeah. second because I mean such it's such a beautiful experience having such a young age myself I still haven't been yard mm. and I'm big big 30 yeah, yeah I, if I could imagine the kind of person I would have been if I was tapped into like my heritage mm -hmm. and my ancestry at such a young age I can't imagine where it would be so it's pivotal it's the, I think it's the same as like and it's the same as anybody who is from an immigrant background in this country like being able to identify with where you come from yeah. is a massive part of being able to identify who you are like um yeah like it, the, the, i grew up in a in a multicultural school as well like a lot of um yemeni kids like pakistani kids yeah like bangladeshi kids um proper white european kids do you know what i'm saying had a in, good mix yeah so everybody had identity and True. everybody had culture True. and everybody had spirituality and heritage and mm -hmm. all these things and it was really important for me to navigate that and have an identity that reflected me i love that, that. Age. and it's so interesting then because from what you're telling me today and this is all this is brand new for me as well so you've always had just because basically saying just because i got locks now don't mean to say i weren't rasta before that, that, that's, that's yeah, what yeah. from your message yeah yeah and it's, it's interesting because like i said at this teenage time when you kind of come out as an artist that wasn't part of your external identity no um, so where did you get to, into a stage where you started to think, you know what, this is who I am internally. I need to start showing and wearing this and just being embodying who I am. Um, oh, it's, it's an interesting, I think my career and my life and my story has been an interesting arc. There was a, a, a massive pivotal point for me, which was um, me following my career and getting to a certain space in my career and... Um, like what I said, the kind of the way how I grew up, music to me has always been, it, it, it's a spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's a cultural thing. It's how we've communicated. It's like, like music to me is church. Like, like the, 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 the dance hall has always been like church to me. Like that's that. where I'd hear the music that would spiritually uplift me. If I, you ever been studying a dance and like, you know what I mean? It hits you and, you, and you're worrying about your problems or whichever way it is like that. And I think the kind of music that I've always been around, like that music's always been about healing and upliftment yeah. and yeah. telling those stories and mm -hmm. um, obviously as a Jamaican we have a, a, a saying word sound power yeah. do you yeah, know yeah, what I mean yeah, and a, yeah. a lot of the music that I listened to was a lot of sound power music yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. gave me that so um, at times in my life when I've been going through darker times or challenging times or lost times yeah. I reverted to what I knew and I reverted to it was almost reflex and I think finding that, find that feeling of home 100% yeah yeah my um, but my my, my uh, it's around twenty eleven times like uh, I'd lost family members yeah. a lot a lot this 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 growing pains and things that happen in life generally was happening and I was just finding myself really reverting back to what I knew and trying to be connected to um, my identity and not only that just grandparents yeah, and, yeah. and what I knew to to, to to make me feel healed and and and, and feel strong and secure um, where I say Rastafari I wouldn't really um, I don't really wear Rastafari like a badge across my chest yeah, or yeah. Um, 
in, in, in that sense of, of, of in my, like I, I understand where I live and, and how it is, but the way how I've overstudied and with a lot of the elders that were around me, it's, it's, it's liberty. Yeah. That's a word that we're using. It's, it's about. So like, tell them about that. Liberty is just a, it's a, it's a simple concept in the sense of it, it's based on your actions and what it is that you choose to do in, in, um, it's, I'm not a part of a religion. I yeah. wouldn't consider myself a part of a religion yeah. in, any, in any way, shape or form. I'd say, um, my liberty is based on what I deem to be positive. Yeah. And um, these words, liberty, idle, they all kind of have very um, a central focus of it being like to live within your surroundings yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and to and to uh, maintain and nurture um, sure. mercy, things like that. Like if, if you don't have to kill an animal or a creature to mm. eat, or it's, it's very different to... I think veganism and lots <laughs> yeah. of things that have and the principles like, behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are, and again, like Rastafari isn't something that's based on this is what you everybody has their own liberty, 100%. everybody's relationship yeah. to to um the Mosai is 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 their own personal journey. But 100%. Rastafari is a, a response. What people don't really understand is that in, in essence Rastafari is a, a response to an event okay which is the coronation of Haile Selassie, Haile Selassie yeah. in 1930 mm-hmm. which has spiritual connotations mm-hmm. has cultural connotations mm-hmm. but I think what people really miss it has political connotations as yeah. well yeah. do you know what I mean in the sense of in in the century which our parents would have been born in and our grandparents that mm-hmm. there was a crowning of an African emperor yep. um, who did many works and there's many quotes that people live by and and appreciate some Mm -hmm. people have different perspectives and takes on that but in essence it was it's a reaction to an event and my journey there was me reflecting on what felt right and what i knew i love that i think so much perspective you're giving people at home because we see rastafarianism in like the modern day and like we see what we i mean we've got artists that we follow that scream rastafarianism etc etc but I don't think people fully understand what it is to live as Rasta, to what the principles of Rasta is. I think like often than that, just like if anything, it gets kind of gentrified in it. Like it gets like it gets to be yeah. cool. It gets to be like you know, Rasta's got locks and like young folks got locks and da da da's got mm-hmm. features got locks and it's like so that's cool. So they must be cool people. And Rasta smoke weed and also Rick Ross smokes weed and, mm-hmm. and it's like things get so blurred. And I get it. I do get it. I mean, it's. It's Africanism, yeah. and it's 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 a, it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a African response mm-hmm. as a diasporian. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When I look at all right, what's mad? If you look at things like dreadlocks yeah. and these things like that, it's we know what the quote is. Rebellion. The word the word dreadlocks comes from, in my understanding, the the Maui Maui tribe. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's people correct. who was who was was um, when they grew their hair in rebellion. The, um, the invaders would say they had their dreaded locks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's also Nyabingi, who's Queen Nyabingi. Mm-hmm. These are a lot of these are archetypes and things that were um, that were reflected for diasporians reconnecting with their actual African identity, in opposed to the the Eurocentric modern identity that was being created mm-hmm. during that time. But separate to that, if you look at just African diasporians where they understand and connect with their Africanism. Yeah. If you look at history, those people have always kind of kicked back the most against colonialism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the sense, you look at places like Haiti, Haiti isn't necessarily, Haiti isn't Rasta like that. Mm-hmm. Haiti has its own traditions, but they're very 
based in Africanism yeah, yeah. and their connection to their own self. Yeah. It has deep Yoruba roots and things like that. And if you look at the history of the place, Haiti is a place that won their independence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jamaica is a place that mm-hmm. won their independence. Same story, same story, same story. Hundred percent. I think it's, I think it plays massively into what you said about in, in liberty because it's, it's this combination, this space of like lived experience versus ancestral experience based on the like I said, where we are in the diaspora today and how we go about living our lives like mm-hmm. righteously in that essence. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that you said from Rastafarianism that relates to what I learned from you and um, with Hinduism as well. Mm-hmm. I know it's not religion based or I'm not making that comparison. Can I just jump in quickly? Do you know how we define that? Go on. We don't use the word ism. Go, sorry, mm-hmm. yeah. The word ism is like any ism, mm. capitalism, or this word ism is, is a word that like, and that's again comes in with like the, the liberty yeah, of how we talk, so word, true. sound and power. So true. The words that are manifesting mm. are going to create a certain paradigm with how the, the word is. And that's important to say because word, sound and power is what Western people call neuro-linguistic programming. Do you oh, see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's the yeah, power yeah. of how like, the word has yeah, an yeah. impact on person. So I, I appreciate that, um, that update on how I spoke about it. But I, I, I still want to go back to the point and say that for the things that you um, explained to me about your Hindu background and, and upbringing, there's definitely those kind of trades us and plays. And did, did you hear similarities yeah, from what I was saying? Yeah, a lot. Like the concept of liberty mm-hmm. to, in my culture, we call karma. Exactly. It's spiritualism. I mean, it you is. have to... Okay, so the, the spiritual revolution of Rastafari that happened in Jamaica during that time, because you have to remember that this is something that happened in a little island in the Caribbean mm-hmm. based on some a, a place in Africa yeah. that a lot of people had never even Associated. been to, heard of. Like a lot of the, 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 the people of um, Jamaica, they're actually West African, our DNA is like, of like West Africa. There is East African and North African, Abyssinian people, and all sorts of different people there, but the majority of our DNA is as West Africans. Yeah. And this was mm-hmm. a reflection of something that was happening over there. But what, what the main... Not, I wouldn't say the main at all, sorry. What I'd say, one of one of the main um, catalysts uh, um, of that spiritual awakening was the, the Indian indentured slaves that was brought mm-hmm. to Jamaica at the yeah, time yeah. and brought their spiritualism and their spiritual systems at, at, at the same time to Preach. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. A lot of these... One thing I say about Jamaica is if you ever want to see a country where you see multiculturalism actually working, yeah, yeah. go to Jamaica. Trust me. Because everybody's a Jamaican. Everyone. Whether you're Indian, Chinese, black, everybody, the dog's Jamaican, the Philippines. <laughs> it's no, true. do you understand what I'm it's saying? True. Every, every, every everybody's like Jamaican. and and that mixture of cultures and that um that that almost sensation what makes diamonds that pressure yeah, of sure. these people underneath there had these people sharing their it, it, it reflects in the food it reflects in the culture it reflects in there's, in there's order little, there's little yeah everywhere the word ganja comes from the, the word ganges okay which is the river ganges mm-hmm. yeah which, yeah which was brought with indentured indian workers yeah 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 so much origin so it, the, the similarities are they're, they're clear they're clear yeah. lines you have sadhus in India, who who grow their locks and mm. people that live on the fringes, like there's so many um, reflections yeah, of yeah. the mm. same things that have. I love that, and it just it just goes to show how interconnected the world really is when you take away all of these distractions mm-hmm. that are put mm-hmm. in place yeah, yeah. by Babylon Third World, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And it literally it can be one part of the world where it looks and feels like something, and even another part of the world where it looks for like something else, but you still mm-hmm. have the same ground, same connection. Same yeah. If you if you take away the differences, there's only other similarities. That's it. So it's kind of like an Earthling thing, you know. It's just <laughs> like normal with people. Like it's just a vibration, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. So how would you say that? Um, 
So going through this journey that you've been going through, and like you mentioned, you went through some difficult times about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. How would you say that um, kind of embodying um, Rastafari in this way is, is helping you to keep a grounding? It's helping you to keep a level head. It's one of the people at home that maybe don't understand that there's actually a spiritual side to it. There's actually a side which is giving you a strength. Like, how, how does it do that? Um, this is a it's a big question. There's so much information I could unpack in this because it's and it's it's a beautiful and I I appreciate it you know what I mean but to kind of get to the the root me personally I think identity is everything and and, um, not only is identity everything your your lineage your bloodline who your who your who your mother is who your father is who who what is the journey that's brought you yeah. to being here today because mm. you're just echoes of all those things yourself mm-hmm. and if you're going to understand yourself it will be important to do you understand what I'm saying I'm not saying always look back but I look at time lin- not just linear it's mm-hmm. a circle man sometimes yeah. you're looking back sometimes you're looking forward sometimes you're in the present and I think mm-hmm. if I'm to talk real and yeah. honest I'd say I'd say a lot of a lot of people are suffering from lack of identity. Yeah, definitely. I, I've been suffering from lack of, well, I can't say a lot, I can speak for myself yeah. and I can reflect it into the world in my experience, but I can mm-hmm. say there's there's been times in my life where I've suffered from lack of identity and with that lack of identity, it's changed my decisions mm-hmm. in my life and, yeah. and the places and also my value, mm-hmm. more importantly. Yeah. Um, tribalism is something that we almost look at as like a primitive thing yeah. Yeah. but tribalism isn't primitive at all we all belong to tribes you yeah. get me good, good vibe tribes you get me exactly yeah. and I think that's such an important thing um, and being a di- diasperian <laughs> as a word, this new word of, like been thrown around it's like realistically we're unable to trace back a lot of our yeah. genetic lineage which yeah. means that we're not able to identify mm-hmm. our tribes mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. Uh, we understand we're african mm-hmm. but what part of africa yeah. are you from like who is your tribe what is your traditions and i think there's a real block yeah um with a lot of people and i'm not, not saying that rastafari is the only tribe by yeah. no means there's plenty of tribes and there's what they say there's they're saying in my father's house there's many mansions yeah, 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 you know yeah, what yeah, i'm saying there's yeah. lots of different disciplines and things like that but as africans and um diasperians and some people use the word pan-africans and whichever way is like that it's important for us to have an identity and this was how i found an identity me looking into the history of Haile Selassie in recent history in the time of a coronation of an emperor was powerful images like how that reflects to the british royal family and how that like I have an entitlement in this world. Yeah, I don't feel it. I don't feel like you're awesome. I don't feel owed anything mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I feel like I have a place. That's mm-hmm. it. I feel like I have an identity. That's I feel like I have it. a tribe. I speak then. with that identity and I represent and I I wear that identity whether it's for celebration or to be persecuted or whichever way is like that. I stand solidly in that identity, and I think having that self esteem has given me the ability to express myself. In a in a in a open and free way. Love that. Being yeah. massive, yeah. massive, without, without, massive yeah. takeaway for the people, and that's mm-hmm. massive. Yeah. And it resonated with a lot of what you're saying as well. So much things you can pick up on. But even in my personal journey, it was like picking up and learning about Marcus Garvey more. So mm-hmm. that, that triggered things for me, yeah, and the way that he approached, you know, the business side mm-hmm. of an economic side of something in a country that wasn't his own, coming from a country that's my own. And I know for yourself as well. Um, there's, there's many examples for yourself that re- demonstrate in the same way. 
as something else that you mentioned, which I find interesting, he's speaking about the African um, diaspora specifically, is that the lack of identity can't be traced to our tribes. And something that I find really interesting like growing up, especially as an adult, is like speaking to people from the Asian community and understanding like what you call the, the caste system, is mm-hmm. that right? But then the caste system is based off the tribal, well, not tribal, but kind of like the background of what it would have been in their native things. Mm-hmm. So a person with this surname would be doing this type of trade. Or, yes. what is yeah. that? And I find that interesting. I mean, I know that the caste system is used to discriminate, mm-hmm. but for someone who's outside of it, as it's intrigued that you can even look at somebody by their surname and mm-hmm. be like, he's good for this, mm-hmm. or his family's not good mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Yeah, it's, do you know, it's interesting when you say that because it's, it links to something you said as well, Arti, so around like knowing where you came from. And, and for me, um, understanding class was, was important, mm-hmm. um, but not to use it as a tool to, you know, um, victimise myself mm. or my, my lineage or anything yeah. like that but more so from a point of power and understanding yeah. so like uh, my my uh, surname and the class of a surname because there's classes within the classes it's yeah. wild like yeah. it, it goes on one um, but you know we're um, workers you know willing mm. servants yeah. but not in a um, what's the word in an oppressed way mm. willing servants okay. like you know and that for me helps me understand my own character yeah. because I, I love doing work for people. Yeah, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I love it. Like, I love helping servant. people. Yeah, 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 I'm definitely a willing servant. And for me to, to understand that and to not be bothered by it and when people say to me, oh, you give too much, do too much, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as that because yeah, yeah. I I come from that. Um, mm-hmm. I come from a, a, a line of people that, you know, give and serve uh, patiently and willingly. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's really powerful. And I think what you both said about you know, um, information only going back so far yeah. mm-hmm. and then taking it upon yourselves then to read into and understand and research um, figures um, that are inspirational and kind of resonate with the values that you, you yeah. are looking to adopt yeah. um, mm-hmm. in your life is really important because it's this root chakra business. It's like, you know, if you can't find the information past a certain point, okay, what else can I go to to resonate with, to, to find and build up the identity? Because Otherwise, like we talked about, you know, social media and other episodes, yeah. you end up adopting all kinds of rubbish totally. just to build yourself. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. And it's not even, a, and I totally relate to that as yeah, well, do you know what I mean? Well. In, in, in the sense of, if, I mean, it's a double, it's a double, it's a double-edged sword yeah. in, in, in that sense, because I think people don't have to be restricted to the borders of what's projected on you. But I also suddenly agree with you that it's very important for you to understand yourself, for you to understand the why, the reasons why you think a certain way, Mm -hmm. react a certain, all these different things. But I think what I take away from that the most is um, actions become habit, habit becomes personality. And at the level past that is that personality can actually become genetics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So that doesn't, and that works both ways in the sense of you're not necessarily locked into who you, because your actions today can change the narrative of who the future of, what your tribe is or whatever it is, you know what I mean? hope you understand what I'm talking yeah, yeah. like, yeah. It's like how people say breaking generational trauma, for example, 100%. or generational patterns. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, by understanding it and knowing what that is, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you have to embody it and take no. it on, but it means you take the things that work and, yeah. you know, help release things that don't. Yeah. You're in control. Yeah, in control. 100%. You know, yeah. your daily habits, you know, mm-hmm. form those values. I'm from a long line of ganja growing, smuggling <laughs> weed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like people that have been up in Westmoreland farming everything since yeah, yeah. forever, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Me, me 
Burning and Spliff is like almost hereditary. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? 100%. Even me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what I will pass on to my son. 100%. Or tell my son 100%. that that's what he must do or... Do you understand what I'm 100%. saying? But it's important to understand as part of what our culture is. It's part of the DNA, DNA makeup, mm. the genetic makeup. And you know what I'm saying? It's I know you had, Yeah, it is. I got a good question for me. Yes. For party, sorry. So, based on that, you said, like, you know, talked about the kinds of things that are associated with your culture. For you personally, what practices are associated with, with your own spirituality? So, away from any isms just your own how mm-hmm. do you ground balance and navigate your way through this journey um a couple of things i'd say <sighs> okay so this is a, okay no i'll start here i say one of the first things even when you go back to the i can relate this back to your other question yeah which was like times when um when i recognized his majesty in my life and yeah. decided that i wanted to make a make a change so I'd say music mm-hmm. first and foremost and that kind of spans across a lot of different things what really made me I was on tour with Channel One okay yeah I went on tour with Channel One I was doing a tour mm-hmm. uh, called Dub to Dubstep okay I was driving up and down in in this van all over the country when you say Channel One you mean BBC no Channel One sound system oh Channel One yeah, sound Channel system one sound just to make sure people yeah, know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Channel One yeah um, it was Channel One Heatwave yeah Skibbity, okay, okay, yeah, G. It was like, and it was like one of my first real like stretches out. Do you know what I mean? Like on the road in that part of my life, and I was on the road with them, and I remember was killing these shows. It must have killed about four or five shows, and everyone was asleep in the back of the van, and it was Ras Caleb driving. He's big up Ras Caleb from Channel One, and he's driving. Big up, big up, big up. And he turned to me and he said, he said, he said, you're powerful. He said, you have a voice and you're powerful and the Most High has blessed you with a voice. Mm. And where you are in your life, if you want to receive the blessings that are deserving to you, you need to say the Most High's name. See it there. As, I give myself goosebumps because mm. it was actually mm. a life-changing mm-hmm. moment for me that mm. was, mm-hmm. and that kind of, I mean, to go to your question, like music being one of the key parts of like, how we, have a, a communion almost, yeah, you know what I'm it's saying? So true. And, and connect and, 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 and tell our stories. 100%. Good ones, bad ones, wars, different. Like the dance hall for me, I'm, this may be a lot, this is my liberty and my life. A lot of, to me, the dance hall has been a place where I've been able to, it's like almost church, yeah? yeah Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. me. Uh, the second thing I'd say is at that time in my life, around 21, 22, found myself lost in the world, living in London. Yeah. And um, I started going to uh, a bingi, a Naya bingi drumming session. Okay. Which is um, a massive part. If there's, there's there's different houses in Rastafari, but as a Naya bingi, one of the key um, traditions is you play a Naya bingi drum beat, mm-hmm. which is actually what a lot of reggae music, when it mixed with the R&B and the, and the different music, what the, the, the center of it was, which was this Naya Bingi drumming rhythm, teach which them, was one two, yep. one, two, heartbeat rhythm. And heartbeat rhythm. Mm-hmm. We, we all used to pull up, you know what I mean? You come with your drum, mm-hmm. everybody sings, there's there's traditional songs, mm-hmm. people make up songs, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. like, like you have you have just, just the normal ketes and then you have a bass drum and you have a repeater. And yeah. for me, that was like the first time the first time I walked into that particular thing is at a place called Vibes and Pressure. Big up Natty, big up Ben. Come on. Um, first time I went there, I remember I was so emotionally overwhelmed by yeah. feeling like I was 
home here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like you can feel it raining on you. Yeah, like it's, it's resonant. It's your heartbeat. It's going boom, 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 boom. Like everybody, that that has a certain metaphysical effect on the people in the room, and you all kind of get on the same page and. For me, that that's one of the most healing processes that I can do is just beat drum and chant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's really, um, other than that, just living good, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just trying to live good and trying to live within a balance and living within mm-hmm. my community and like yourselselves. I work within my tribe. That's you know it. What that's I mean? it. I agree. Like obviously, everything you say resonates with me because we're friends outside of this. And like every time we link up with Kimmy, is in the studio, mm-hmm. so it's based around music. Yeah, man. Yeah. Whether we're making music or not, we mm-hmm. have solid conversations and we check each other sometimes based off principle of music which Reasoning. goes into yeah, it goes into lifestyle goes into mm-hmm. relationship goes into yeah. so music is definitely a key part I know you want to talk about drumming because drumming is a massive thing in your life yeah so huge. yeah go, go for yeah. it so everything you said about that is he's resonated with me highly so like I played instruments from a really young age mm-hmm. it was a kind of thing where it was exactly the same thing but with Indian drums yeah. so with the tabla and the tall yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that and um, my dad came here from Africa mm-hmm. um, when he was 17 I think and by the time Kenya? yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. so my dad's from Kenya and mum's from Uganda mm-hmm. and um when they came here, they're all settled in pretty much the same areas. You get yeah. like roads mm-hmm. where yeah, they all yeah. call each other, contact each other, let each mm. other know where they're at. So my dad and his friends, um, by the time they're in their mid twenties, um, they found a, a music teacher that would teach the tabla. They yeah. all learned to play, and that became a class mm-hmm. called Millennium Beat. Hold tight, Dad. Come on. Um, and that's been running for twenty-one years. Sick. So, um, you know. It, that's been a massive part of my life. I was about three years old when I first went to the class. It was across the world from my house. My dad would hold my hand, mm. walk me over. And uh, by the time I was six, I was playing. Yeah. As soon as my hand was big enough to fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's led me to like um, playing instruments with people. I even yeah. took them out with yeah, you in yeah, the studio. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started something here called the Healing Beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, come to the Healing Beat. The healing man, Beat, and yeah. Lounge, they're they're yeah. very spontaneous. I throw them out when, randomly when I feel like I just need to play some music. Mm-hmm. But... It's, it's so powerful being in unison. Mm-hmm. The the Nyabingi beat is very familiar to me. So that was the second instrument I learned, I learned the djembe. It's how we communicate. Yeah, yeah. That's the language that we all speak. We're from the east. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and and not even just to put it to the east. If you look at a lot of the the tribal traditions of what's Celtic here and mm-hmm. the real yeah, the real yeah, foundation of this country. Like, yeah. There's yeah. the same similarities because it, 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 it's just a human thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a, I agree with that because even like I'm not I haven't got a driven background like you two have, but like us two as a friendship, one of the key things that we kind of formed of like, was always music, rhythm, yeah. bass. We like the same type of music, the same type of rhythm, the same type of message. The same You're type a rapper. Is it? You agree? That, that's nah, great tradition. Yeah. So it's like it's always gonna be the thing that's like definitely connects molds, shapes and like invigorates new energy definitely. for sure definitely. sorry to cut you can I say off, something really because you know what it's just game and it like mm-hmm. and someone put me onto some game and this is this is like yeah, the platform yeah. I think yeah. what's I spoke to somebody I, I've got a friend yeah a drummer mm-hmm. Lekan Babalola yeah, yeah. yeah? Okay. Birmingham based drummer amazing artist shout out Lekan he's an absolute done and I remember I went to I was doing a project at Oxford University yeah. talking about a similar subject like this yeah. that is like a I was just being questioned about my musical background and Rastafari and yeah. how it relates to the music. And this gentleman was a drummer. This is the first time I've ever met him. Um, met at the time, here off like that, came to my studio. And he was like, I really need to speak to you. And I was like, why, what's up? 
And he was like, there's something, there's something particular about you in, in, in the sense that you have um, an African energy mm. in that sense. Yeah. And I was like, oh, go on. Like, like massage the ego, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that. But, like, but then where the conversation led to in what he was saying, he said he'd never had the conversation with anyone because he's, a, as a Nigerian yeah. and as a master drummer, yeah. he's travelled the Caribbean. Yeah. And what was interesting about him travelling the Caribbean, he's saying that he was able to identify what what traditional West African drums were still present in which yeah, islands yeah, and why their music reflects the way that it does. So he was saying like um, Jamaican, if, the, the, the like dancehall's rhythms like, yeah, that's one drum. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what name drum it was, mm -hmm. but the rhythm that that, that drum's holding mm -hmm. is one drum. Mm -hmm. But then you have like Cuban music where you go, yeah. Where it's more of a, there's an extra groove in there yeah. mm -hmm. because there was an extra drum. Yeah. Because what that was based on was the colonialism of, of the difference between Man. what the colonialism was like with the British yeah. and the colonialism was like with the Spanish. Literally, yeah. The Spanish allowed Brought the West this, Africans this. to maintain more of their culture. Okay. And you can actually see it and reflect it and see it in how it actually, and the music sounds. That's big, yeah. And then the Amazing. only thing that, the, 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 the piece that was left, the piece that they could actually have and make that drum in at the time was that Kete, which, yeah, which was that one beat one drum, in yeah. there. And, and because he's kind of got all the pieces mm. still there back in Africa, Shaping in West out. Africa, he's able to identify the story of colonialism I get it, though, through drums. I get it though, because in the same way you can identify the story of colonialism through spices and herbs. Exactly. It's the same thing. Exactly. There's always going to be this kind of, um, you know, your paper trail, you can't, you, you break mm. crumbs in the, in the, in the yeah. sand that, that will lead you to these and give you this. It's, it's incredible to mm -hmm. think that though, it can be as deep as the drums that are, and the rhythm and, yeah. the, comp and the layers and composition mm -hmm. is all down to, well, not all down, down to, but it's major contribution. Majorly, by, yeah, affected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Mad, mad, mad. Again, another fantastic conversation and episode. Artie, you've been an incredible guest, man. Like, Thank you for having me. We knew it'd be good, but isn't it amazing? Yeah, yeah, some really good conversation. Big up the yeah. Good Vibes tribe. And remember, not everywhere is there good vibes, but good vibes is right here. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. You see it, don't you see it? Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, you know where to find us? At GVT Podcast, is that right? That's right, GVT.podcast. Um, we've got episodes up on the YouTube, up on Spotify. So if you've seen this one and you like this, one where well, you like it first then you subscribe and you go check the other ones then you tell your brethren you yeah. know the pattern already yeah. what we've got coming up for them what else can I expect from this series so uh, on the back of this episode the song that we'll be putting on is um, on our GVT selector GVT selector will be articles tune Karma what yeah yeah in true spirit this podcast mm -hmm. um, it embodies everything literally the word is literally, perfect literally, literally. that we just talked about so yeah. So Articles Tune will be on the GVT playlist. You can get that from the link in our bio on the Instagram or try and find it on Spotify, GVT Selector. Again, Article, where can they find you? Article, social media handles, yeah. R-T-K-A-L. Yeah. Just punch that in. New music dropping soon. Anything you want to plug? Yeah. Just come to Digbuff, man. Just pull up. You get Diggy. me? Like, we're around there. Just pull yeah, up on yeah. the block. Find me on the net and link up in <laughs> real life. You get me? Yeah. Yo, shout out to the gang that's not here. Big Marsh, Luke, the four yeah, gang. Man. Fredo, yo, we're out. GVT podcast. Hashtag GVT. Good vibe tribe. Good vibes only. <laughs>